Hello again, church. It's great to be together today. It's great to have the preteens and the young teens and the counselors back from camp. And as I mentioned before, it's always so encouraging to hear from our young people the wonderful things that God has done during their camp experiences. God is so amazing, isn't he? I mean, when you consider God, there are so many things to marvel at when it comes to God. And that was the theme for the last couple of weeks at camp, is that we serve a marvelous and amazing God. And so today, I want to recap some of the things that the preteens and the young teens learned at camp, and to really help us all marvel at God just a little bit longer, and to kind of set that tone for the rest of the year. And I also want to give the preteens and young teens another bit of encouragement and direction uh, for the year ahead. So specifically, I want to spend some time today marveling at God's creation and His Word. Amen. God's creation and His Word. In Psalm 19, you can turn over to Psalm 19 in your Bible. So, so Psalm 19 is one of those sections in Scripture that we, we talked about at, at preteen camp and young teen camp but also gives us this beautiful picture of how awesome God's creation is and how awesome his word is all in one psalm. So I thought we could take a look at that today, dive in a little bit, and marvel at God. So in Psalm 19, verse 1, it begins, the psalmist writes, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all of the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. So the psalmist here tells us that the heavens, so the skies above, as we look at the universe and consider the stars, that those things have a message for us. And that message for us is that God is glorious. God is powerful. God is creative beyond our imagination. And just take a look at creation, and by doing so, you can hear a message from God. It's like he's always tweeting at us or, or texting us about how awesome and powerful he is. He's always sending us personal messages about who he is through creation. And I love the imagery that he uses in this passage. Let's, let's talk about that just a little bit. It says that God's voice is heard throughout earth through what he has made. But then it says, but they have no words, right? Nothing, no sound is actually heard from them, but their voice, their message goes out into all the earth. Just look at the sun. The psalmist writes that it's like a bridegroom riding out, rising out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. God has created these things and has given us a message about him through what he has made. And so this particular passage is what uh, Katie and I uh, talked about. That's what we were teaching on. We went to, to preteen and young teen camp. So we had the whole crew with us. We had Evelyn and Vivian, uh, and, and of course, Katie and I were there as well. And so our job was to talk about God's creation and marveling at how awesome God's creation is and how he created everything. 
and he's so big and powerful. And so uh, Katie had been at camp, at another camp, a lacrosse camp, and she had the girls with her, so she was traveling up from Virginia, and I was coming down from New York to camp. And so as I'm traveling through New York and then getting into Pennsylvania, I'm in the car thinking about what I'm going to share at Teen Camp. I mean, I had, it, I had it laid out already. I didn't just wing it. Um, but I was also thinking about what I was going to talk about, what my main points were going to be for today, because I want to talk about creation, especially as we're here in the park together. And so as I'm dra- driving through these back roads in Pennsylvania, you know, I'm just focused, okay, wh- what's the main thing I want to share? And one of the points that I really wanted to make today was that oftentimes I feel like we just miss the message from God that he's speaking through us through creation because we're so busy, because we're so distracted, because we're so thinking about other things in life, about our worries, our cares, our issues, our problems, or just things that we have to take care of, things that we have to do, that we just miss the glorious message of God all around us. And so literally as I'm thinking this, I'm driving on this back road and the car in front of me pulls off to the side. And I'm thinking, that's weird. They just pulled off on the side of the road. There's really no pull off there. And I'm like, they must be lost. That's weird. So anyway, so I just keep driving and I'm kind of stuck on that for a second. I just look over to my right and through the trees, I see this massive waterfall and I'm, I, I, I stopped for I pulled over to the side of the road for a second I was like that must have been what that guy's doing behind me so I turn around and loop back and then I pull up behind the lost person who was clearly doing something very intentional there and I just pull off on the side of the road and I see this incredible waterfall that you're not going to be able to see from my phone But I tweeted it yesterday, so you should have gotten it if you received the text messages through the church, and I put a scripture under there. But it was just an amazing experience. So I see this waterfall, and I walk down. It's just so wide and so vast and beautiful, and I'm just standing there like, I almost missed this. I almost missed this beautiful aspect of God's creation that I was thinking about, that's what I wanted to share with you guys, don't miss the message. And so I'm standing there looking at this and I'm considering all the ways that God crafted this specific um, waterfall right there and it's falling down the rocks and I was thinking about how he, he carved out the rocks in a very specific way and then I follow the river and I look down to the right and all of a sudden this blue heron, this beautiful blue heron, which just happens to be one of my favorite birds, flies up and he's soaring over the river and lands right at the base of the waterfall. And I'm just sitting there looking at this other aspect of God's creation. I was like, this is so cool. I mean, look at God's creativity, his power. His... I was just sitting there marveling at all this stuff that he put before me. And, and again, I couldn't help but think I almost missed it because I was so thinking about something else that was good but I missed this opportunity to connect with God through his creation. And I think that's just how it is for all of us. And that's the point is that we miss so often the ways that God wants to communicate with us through his creation. And I don't want us to miss the opportunity today to connect with God through what he's, what he's made as we look around the park. I mean, you consider even these bushes here and, and the flowers in the trees and how, and, and, 
the mountains over there or the hills, depending on your definition of a mountain, but the trees on those mountains, how he's just pulled those trees up out of the earth and created all of those things. And as we consider the beautiful Hudson out here and all the, all the, the life that's in the Hudson River and how God, I see God just taking his fingertips and just crafting out a place and a space for that water to flow through the Hudson and to empty out into the ocean and all the life that's out there, all the life that we don't even know about in the depths of the sea. And when we talk about exploring the universe, but we have so much of the earth right here that we don't even know, that we don't, haven't even explored yet. So much of God's creation that's right here that we miss or can miss because we're distracted. So don't let that happen. Let God's creation speak to you. Don't be so distracted that you miss the message. God, the creator, wants to speak to you through what he has made. He has a message for you, and it's all around us. So to all of us, the teens, the preteens, the young teens, to the adults, don't miss those moments to see him through what he has made. Take time, even now, just a little bit to contemplate that after service, enjoy time in the park. Later this week, take time together as a family to just consider and marvel at God and what he's made. But God also wants to speak to us through his word. I mean, he gives us his word as a message to us about who he is. And moving on in the psalm, in Psalm 19, verse 7, that's what the psalmist begins to talk about here. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. The word of God is so cool. I mean, let's look at all the ways the psalmist describes the word of God here. And so when he's talking about the statutes and the precepts and the law, I mean, he's all talking about the word of God. And he says that the word is perfect. I mean, think about what, what we experience on a daily basis. What can you say that you experience on a daily basis is actually perfect, without flaw? Well, we can say that the word of God is because it is. It also refreshes the soul. I mean, I think about having been at teen camp or even experiencing these really hot days and how you just get drained and you're sweating and you get so thirsty and you need that refreshment. Well, the word of God is like that for us, for our souls. That's what we need. The word of God is trustworthy. It makes us wise. The word is right. It gives joy to the heart. Radiant provides light, a.k.a. direction for us. And I don't know about you, but I need direction in life. Thank God for his word. The word of God is firm. It's righteous. It is more precious than gold. It is more precious than brand new Jordans. It is more precious than anything you can consider. I mean, it is that awesome, sweeter than honey. I'm not a big fan of honey, but you can think of the things that you love to eat. It's sweeter than that. 
It warns us. It gives us a great reward. There is so much here to marvel at. And that's what the psalmist is after. But don't just marvel at the word. Marvel at God who gives us his word. And simply put, the word of God teaches us that God is relational. That's the whole point of the word, is that God wants a relationship with us. If I could simply distill down this book, I would say this. The word tells us that God is with us, wants to be with us, and it also teaches us how to be with him. So again, the word of God tells us that God is with us, that he wants to be with us, and it teaches us how to be with him. And so understanding that God is with us and that we are never truly alone is so important. You know, and, and when you think about it, I mean, I think all of us kind of have a, a, at least a little bit of fear of being alone or being left alone or being abandoned. Uh, for me, when I was younger, I had this major fear of abandonment. And I could go into the psychology behind it, but I'm going to you know, spare you of that. But I, I just had this fear of abandonment. I thought that my parents were going to drop me off someplace and just leave me there for you know, no apparent reason, which is ridiculous. But it was real. I used to go to a sleepaway basketball camp. So I, I used to do this every year growing up. I loved playing basketball. There was a sleepaway basketball camp that I used to go to. We used to stay in cabins for a week, so a lot like you know, preteen and preteen, young teen camp, but it was for basketball. So I would go to this camp, everything would be okay at first, and then as the week drifted on, I used to get so homesick and so afraid that my parents were going to come and pick me up. So I used to devise this plan as I was there, and by the way, my brother and sister worked at the camp. They were there at the camp while I was there, but I still just felt like they're just going to leave and they're going to forget about me. But I would devise this plan that um, I would get sick towards the end of the week, and then I would have them call my sister and brother, and then we'd call my mom, and then my mom would come and pick me up. I would stay home the last night, and then I would go back to camp the next day, the last day. And one year, that's exactly what I did. I, I was kind of feeling sick. It wasn't that bad, but I was like, man, I just want to go home. So I went to the infirmary. I had him page my brother, who didn't show up, so that exacerbated the whole fear of abandonment thing. And then they uh, paged my sister who came up, talked to her for a while. Then we called my mom. She came to pick me up. Now, here's the deal. This camp was three miles from my house. Three miles. It was in my neighborhood, basically. I mean, it was right down the road. But I just had this fear that they were going to leave me. I don't know. And, And I'm over it now. Thank goodness. I can sleep away at different places. Um, but I had just, I had just had this fear that I was going to be left. And I think that there's sometimes some of that in there for us when we think about God, that we just think that we're going to go through this experience or we're going to mess up in sin. And then God is just going to be done with us. God's going to forget about us. He's just going to leave us. And then we're left to this life to figure out things on our own. And that would be a terrible situation. But what God tells us over and over in Joshua, in the Psalms, through the prophets, through Jesus Christ himself, is that God is with us and that he's not going to leave us. He's not going to abandon us. And so the scriptures teach us that. It it teaches us that God is with us and it teaches us how to be with God. And we need that. And so as far as me 
And my family goes, we need the Word of God. We need the Word of God every day. I need that reminder that God is with me. I need the reminders about how to truly be with God, how to avoid sin and how to persevere in difficult times through difficulty and struggle. We need to marvel at the Word of God, to prioritize the Word of God in our life, to value it, as the psalmist says, above all. It's more precious than much pure gold. I mean, that's how the Word of God needs to be in our lives. We need to be a community and a people of the book. Can I get an amen to that? And so for for all of us, but specifically the the preteens and the young teens, look for people that can help you understand the Word of God. Because there are some things in there that are straightforward, but some things are a little bit difficult and a little bit hard to understand. So look for guidance in your homes, but also other people in church that can help you. Read just a little bit of scripture every day. I mean, think about starting your day before school, knowing and understanding that God is with you, that he's going to be with you throughout the day. I mean, that's an amazing way to start your day every day. And then I'll conclude with Psalm 19, verse 14. So the last verse, I believe, gives us the practical, what to do with all that he said. The psalmist writes, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So what I want to encourage all of us to do is to make sure that we take time this week, each day, but not even just this week, every day, all year, to stop, to be still for just a moment, as it says in Psalm 46, verse 10. And in those moments, to reflect, to contemplate, to meditate, to be aware of God, to be aware of his Son, to be aware of his Spirit, through creation, through what he has made, all these things all around us, and to also be aware of him through his word, what he has said to his people throughout history. Let's not miss those moments. Let's not miss those opportunities to connect with God, the almighty, the all-powerful God that has made the universe, that has made the earth, and that has made all of us this creative, life-giving, loving, and relational God who simply wants to be with us eternally. I mean, that is an amazing thing. God is so awesome. So let's marvel at him through his creation this week by taking time to look at creation and understand him through creation and his word, which is perfect, and we should value it above all. Thank you, and amen.